Good afternoon and welcome to a new episode of the Morning Star Journal with me, Tariq. And I'd like to give a thanks to all who listen to this show. I do apologize. Uh, this uh, It has been quite some time since uh, the last episode came out. So uh, once again, I definitely apologize for that and I will get to that along with several other things. But if you're listening for maybe the first time or it's been a while, this is the Morning Star Journal with me, Tariq. And this is where I take um, some time to uh, go over, basically give you my own personal reviews and retrospectives on uh, games, movies, books, TV shows, um, comics, just about anything and everything that comes to mind. Now, I do try to uh, stick with um, things a little bit older. I usually don't do anything too brand new because I want to give um, my personal, um, kind of like I said, my personal retrospective on things, on how um, I felt playing certain games or what I thought about what it really meant to me for certain movies and hope that, you know, either if you, uh, you've seen uh, the similar movies or maybe watched similar shows or if you've never watched them and maybe want to give it a chance because you always wondered like how it would be or, you know, always wondered how this game would be, but I never really thought it'd be something for me. And I really hope that I can get, um, you know, people to get excited for it. And that's what this show is, or uh, this podcast, I should say. And it uh, comes out at least once a week. Like I said, it has been a couple weeks since I have put out a new episode. And I'll definitely get to those things in a minute. But um, yeah, that's what we do. And um, as you kind of notice with uh, my speech right now, this is completely unedited, uh, semi unscripted. I do have a few things that I kind of put down, write down, you know, just to kind of make sure I stay on track for a little bit. And today, one of the big things that I am going to talk about is a book done by David Calvert, a good friend of mine that I've had the pleasure of working with and still in contact, and his uh, major novel, uh, Hurtling Towards a Home, A Story of Hope, which I had just finished earlier this week. And I'm going to talk a little bit about it, not too much, because I think it's still new. And the main point is that I really want people to go out there and get it because he is a up and coming author. Um, he's written uh, several smaller novels. I have read at least uh, two of them. And uh, like I said, this major one's the uh, one leading to the series he's writing. And I really want anyone who's listening to uh, jump on board and definitely give it give it a read because it's definitely worth it and and I'll give you a little bit base of it I'm not going to go into too much detail because I, I definitely think it deserves uh, its own mystery and it's only been out for a few months I believe so definitely don't want to give any kind of spoilers just yet for it especially for an ongoing series but let's kind of jump back because uh, I do have a little bit of a breakdown that I did do. So um, I'm going to try to introduce this podcast a little bit more. I'm going to be working on how to introduce it a little bit better. Um, and try it so that you know what this is about. 
and let's just kind of jump into it. So before we get to that review, though, uh, we want to talk about on why it's been a while. So there's actually been, I would say, two uh, factors that went into it. The first one, which you think would be the major one, really wasn't, was that um, it's, it's been pretty busy at my work. So I do have a regular nine to five job, although that's kind of funny because it's not nine to five. It's actually a little bit longer now. Uh, that's, uh, as they say, a story for another time. And basically work has been getting pretty busy. Uh, not that I wish I was making more money, um, though working more hours, of course, give me overtime. Uh, and it's definitely um, the work that I'm doing will definitely uh, benefit the company in a lot of ways. But, you know, when it comes to uh, what the, when it trickles down to the uh, working folk, not so much. And most people understand that one. But it has been pretty busy and it's kind of limited my... Uh, time because anytime I do these episodes, I do try to do a little bit of research. You can look back to some of them, uh, especially um, the one I did for uh, Dwayne McDuffie and um, a couple of other episodes that I went into uh, shows and other books where. Uh, since it has been a while, since a lot of these things I talk about are books and movies and shows that I've watched a long time ago, sometimes I need, you know, some time to actually either rewatch a few things or maybe uh, look up a few things. I do want to give you a little bit more in-depth um, perceptions on these uh, different subjects. But, you know, how it goes sometimes is that, you know, if you're kind of working pretty much the entire day, when you get home, you're pretty tired and, you know, trying to get enough energy to research. And then all of a sudden, you know, you look and it's like Thursday or Friday and episode's supposed to be out on Saturday. So don't have a lot of time and definitely uh, trying to get, um, I'm going to be getting better at that and kind of bringing you uh, more um, episodes, hopefully. But the other thing that, really uh took um made me kind of uh uh take a little time off and I will admit almost made me want to stop doing this all together was I fell uh I fell victim to focusing on the numbers too much now um may know what that means a lot of people probably know what that means but let me try to give you at least you know how it affected me so you know one of the things I think that it's whether you call it a problem or just basic thing is that we always want to focus on numbers on likes how many times you've been listened to how many people have commented and unfortunately I started focusing on that a lot and I started seeing uh earlier or at least uh some of my later episodes that at least I thought were doing good and I took a lot of time to make weren't getting the numbers that I kind of want. And you know how it goes is that if you're, you know, doing a podcast or even a YouTube channel or or Twitch or maybe make a Facebook post or anything, um, and you see other people doing similar acts, you, at a point, you can get a little... um, uh, focused and a little blinded by the fact that maybe other people are uh, doing better or reviewers just like yours 
are getting all these views, even though they're still pretty new, pretty niche, much like yourself. And you start focusing way too much on it. And unfortunately, that's the problem that I uh, fell into, that I uh, started focusing on that um, along with a couple of other videos where I uh, pointed out to try to get people to uh, submit comments or um, ask me questions on either Twitter or Gmail and not really getting any responses back. And it unfortunately it affected me. It affected me to the point of thinking, you know, is this worth it? Uh, you know, is it really going out anywhere? Am I just wasting time? And it took a couple of weeks and um, kind of brief conversations with several people that uh, made me think, no, you know, this is something I do enjoy. And yeah, maybe I only get a handful of people. Maybe I get none for uh, who's listening, but at least it's given me something to work on. It's given me something that um, really... How can I say stimulates my mind more than just my average work? This gives me something that, uh, especially on subjects that I really love and really enjoy, and it's also caused me in some cases to learn some new things about, uh, like when I uh, looked up bass players and when I um, started researching in on uh, several games and companies and um, behind the scenes of uh, movies and TV shows. Uh, and rereading some books. It's given me time to kind of, uh, you know, kind of revisit things I've really liked, as well as, you know, find out some new things. So I figured, you know what, I do need, I, you know what, I, I still need, I still need to do this, or I still want to do this, but I shouldn't, but I need to stop focusing on that number. So um, I'm going to try to be a little bit more consistent and kind of go back to the weekly episodes. Also, if you notice, I've stopped numbering them. Uh, something that I'm going to mention David a couple times because he's really my major inspiration on doing the podcast uh, in the first place. Um, we're uh, so. Um, yeah, <laughs> you see, you're just losing track because you can tell this completely unscripted un and, like I say, unedited. Um, yeah, jeez, um, I, I really did. <laughs> That's a shame. I really did lose track. Um, no, I'm uh, I'm keeping these unnumbered because I'm not really worried about you know, and I think that was the problem well probably the problem is even though it's just the entry points i wanted to make a little bit more um a little bit more open and just kind of call the episodes you know whatever i was the major topic of the episode rather than you know entry 25 or entry 31 or things like that and maybe when i reach to things like 50 and 100 that might be a little bit different but from now from going forward um you probably won't see as far as in the description i won't really say like entry 31 or something like that i'll just call it what the main topic is and um yeah, that was it. Like I said, that, that whole like focusing on those, uh, you know, um, lack of numbers and comments uh, that really affected me as far as, um, <clears throat> you know, bringing out new episodes and 
um, unfortunately that, you know, kind of caused me to have that little break that I had, but I've, um, you know, starting to get back on track and hopefully bring back the weekly episodes. And again, I want to get back to doing these reviews and retrospectives. Um, now I may be doing a few either, uh, newer properties only because there's quite a few new things that are coming out like continuations. Uh, of course, if you're a Marvel fan, we've got uh, Avengers Endgame coming out. So definitely want to do a kind of uh, Marvel um, MCU kind of look back. Uh, hopefully, um, Dave, unfortunately, has been um, feeling a little bit under the weather. And I hear that he may be going to a weekly episode, but hopefully we'll do a um, collaboration soon on another series like we did last time with The Predator. And that was a lot of fun. And uh, like I said, hope we'll do, when he feels better, we'll definitely be doing that. Also, there's a few book series that uh, in July are going to have some new books coming out that I'll definitely be getting. And the series that, or at least the uh, precursor books that came before them are really worth uh, reading. And I've really enjoyed it. Uh, especially one that I do want to revisit uh, the author. I did talk about him before, uh, one of my very first episodes, and I want to do a little bit better job on the book, so um, or the book series, I should say, so expect that. So at this point, I've got a few other things that I want to talk about as well, but let's actually get to David's book, Hurtling Towards a Home. So if you saw my uh, Instagram and uh, uh, Twitter, you'll definitely see that, you know, I have a picture of the book, which is available on Kindle and, um, or through Amazon, I should say. And also, you know, you can get the down copy. Um, I was fortunate enough to get a physical copy directly from David. But you can get physical copies from Amazon. I actually also downloaded a... Uh, a digital copy from Kindle because this just I, I I I really wanted the physical copy to put in my library. Of course, um, I have a lot of physical copy of books, but I just I've I've become one of those people that have really enjoyed reading books on um, on a tablet. So I get a lot of my books on Kindle and stuff, and um, it makes it really nice to carry on with me. But Anyway, let's actually get to the book. So like a lot of these books that I talk about, I like to go over at least the back of the book, tell you a few things what I thought of the book itself. And even um, in this case, I might read one of the inserts, which is actually um, from one of the uh, uh, full. He, he actually got a forward from several people that I've actually seen on uh, LinkedIn, he knows personally, of course, and um, one of them is from a very popular series that I know is dear to David's heart, and I'm going to read that as well as this, this insert here. So this is from the back of the book, give you a little bit of what it is. Many hundreds of years in our future, and the earth just couldn't support us any longer. Caught somewhat ill-prepared, we built ships and sent them off in every direction that, is, that, a, possi that a possible habited world could be. Ahead of, the ship's, ahead of the ship's supply and robot ships were sent, sorry, ahead of the ship's 
supply and robot ships were also sent to try to validate and or prepare for the worlds for their new inhabitants. This book follows the story of one ship, the Hope, and a young man, Jonathan, as he ends up going on an adventure that he really only ever dreamed of having in the movies and books that he read and watched on board the ship. And one of the excerpts I do want to read, which uh, from a series that uh, book, I'm oh, sorry, a movie that I've enjoyed. I think I've enjoyed it more later in life than when it, than when I first saw it. But I'll read this. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe: attack ships on fire, the shoulder of Orion. I've watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the near the Tannhauser Gate. All those moments will be lost in time, like tears in rain. Time to die. Rucker Howard, Blade Runner. So, so the main story of this book, we follow uh, this young man, Jonathan, as he's on board a ship called Hope. And like the um, intro says, is that Hope is a ship... Uh, one of many ships that had left Earth because um, Earth just became just too uninhabited and had to reach out to other planets. Um, unfortunately, of course, we didn't know where a habitable planet was going to be, so ships were just sent everywhere. And Jonathan is a character that um, is kind of coming onto his own and is actually... A, a point is actually tasked to help. Um, they they have they're reaching at least the planet that they're uh, that they're supposed to be going to or check out. And he's kind of sent to um, ahead of uh, he's kind of sent on a mission ahead to make sure that everything's all right. Because uh, unfortunately, they haven't heard, if I remember correctly, uh, they haven't heard communications in a while, and they need to make sure that everything's good for their arrival. And on the journey, we really see um, a deep development on how Jonathan uh, reacts to a situation. Um, remember, he's on the ship, and he's been on the ship. He's been on basically uh, just a ship in his entire life with a few people. And then now he's on another ship racing towards home by himself. So his economy of trying to figure things out and he's had this kind of uh, thirst for knowledge. And also he really enjoys um, the media and books of, you know, the past. So we get a quite a bit of um uh references of different movies i won't go into spoilers of which ones but it's definitely self it's definitely you know obvious and of course this really dives into um the mentality of the author david and i see a lot of david and jonathan uh just knowing um who he was when i worked with david i see it so much in his writing and in his book and it really gives a I think deeper understanding of him more than it does the character Jonathan or at least that's what I see um I see so much of David in this character that it's 
pretty amazing. And as far as his references, in my opinion, all of his references that he makes as far as, you know, when he starts, um, you know, when things start reminding him of a uh, show or movie are spot on in, in the sense that it really helps with the story of what's going on. And there's a point to it. He doesn't make these references just kind of, you know, out of the blue, there's, you know, a reason behind it. Um, whether it's something he's working on the ship, uh, whether he's talking with his um, AI system, that's also assistant. I won't give too much away on that one because that's, um, I think that kind of reveal, that's kind of a another reveal that happens within the book that it's worth reading. But um, his talks with, uh, like I said, the AI system is really impressive. And um, the one kind of book that I uh, recall that kind of similar, but actually I think does, I think Dave's book does it better than this one is Ready Player One. So Ready Player One was a novel by Ernest Cline, um, you know, back in 2011. And he put a lot of um, 80s and 90s uh, pop culture into his books. But whereas David took time to, whenever he put um, these kind of mentions in his books, that actually helped with the story. And when he mentions something, it actually tackles on what's going on. Ernest Klein kind of just did it willy-nilly and just kind of forced it up and just kind of regurgitated just to prove how much he knew. And although I liked Ready Player One, at times it was kind of, um, you're drowning in 80s nostalgia, you know, with the references. There are times where it definitely worked, like during the course of the um, series where Parsifal, a.k.a. Uh, Wade, um, I was going to say uh, Wade Wilson, but that's uh, that would be Deadpool, so that is not correct. Wade Watts, there we go. Um, so during the course of Ready Player One, Wade Watts, a.k.a. Percival, is going through the different challenges, which, of course, you have to mention it. There's kind of other instances where you know, things are just kind of mentioned and thrown just because they can, just to kind of prove, hey, I know this stuff, which, you know, kind of can get tiresome. But that's what I'm saying, that uh, where Ernest Klein, in my opinion, kind of did that to um, to, to a most um, excessive and, you know, kind of redundant degree, David actually does it, um, you know, with purpose, with meaning, because it does deal with something. It deals with a challenge he has. And uh, the character in the book does um, go through uh, quite a bit of challenges throughout the you know course of the book. You know, with his initial mission. And then all of a sudden, uh, a few wrenches are thrown into it. And he has to adapt. And uh, David does a really good job on showing the character's you know, ability to adapt to the situations. Um, I'm excited to see what's going to come next and what's going to come in the next book. Again, I'm not going to spoil it, but I will give this movie because I said I'd give my personal opinion. It did piss me off because, uh, and David already knows this. I've already told him about this and I've said this before. Um, 
whenever I'm finishing a book, I do like things. Not saying I like things closed off, but I like it when... I prefer it when at least some of the main... How should I put it? Plot points in the books are kind of resolved and still leaving you room for more. Like, um, let's take uh, Star Wars, for instance, the original uh, New Hope. You know, I like that they destroy, for instance, that the main thing was this super weapon, the Death Star, that was being developed and then of course will be used against the rebels i like that they destroyed or they handled the death star at the end but you still had vader live to know that he will be a um antagonist for later on so it didn't you didn't destroy the empire but you did stop the main threat of the movie okay i will say that the main plot or threat of the book isn't exactly resolved by the end of the book though it does kind of bring, it does kind of resolve in which case in in a, in a sense that um hmm how can i put this um I'd say it's the the major things aren't resolved yet. It does continue on. It does leave you at a kind of nice point of, oh, I do hope I want to know what happens next. And I definitely do. But I prefer at least some things to at least be resolved while leaving things open. I guess that's the best way I could put it. I like when things resolve within a book, but leaves at least a little bit open for the next um, David definitely made this more or less a continuation. This is definitely part one of a series. And where I do uh, like that, it'd probably be one of those things where um, I would probably enjoy it a lot more if I read the whole series. Uh, kind of similar, actually, going back to another book series that I do like, but I got onto the series after all six books were done is the uh, Codex Hilaria series that I've talked about at least the first four books and I still need to talk about the last two. But um, I jumped on that series after it was all done so I was able to get all six books. So I was able to, so once I finished book one, I can jump right into two and so on. And that did a thing where it, it, the main conflict of the book, it does resolve but there were a lot of threads that weren't going to be picked up until the next one. Or there was a lot of situations that were kind of left ambiguous and then the next book picked it up. But in that case, you know, that's a different story only because those books had already been out and it was easy to get the books. This, we only have book one so far and I'm definitely anticipating, but I will, you know, give my honest opinion that when I first read it, I was kind of angry on how it ended, but understanding that it's a series and how he writes, I appreciate it because it does get me uh, wanting to read the next book. So, um, and also uh, one of the things that I don't care for as much, I care for, I did like his writing and how it came near the end, is sometimes I don't care for the, um, what I usually call like the, 
kind of chosen one syndrome where it's the one person that can change everything. I I personally just prefer books where it's more of a team. Um, again, going back to another series, like, uh, for instance, I'll mention uh, Mission Impossible. So, like, I... Even though the first couple of Mission Impossibles were good, where, you know, Ethan Hunt is like this kind of super spy, one against many, and he has a kind of, and especially in the first, uh, or in the second one, this is more evident, and a little bit in the third, and, and a little bit in, and, well, no, in the first one, it was a little bit of a team, but in the first, but a lot in the first three, you know, Tom Cruise is Ethan Hunt, he, um, he's kind of like this one man with, uh, semi-sporting team, but in the later Mission Impossible movies, like uh, Ghost Protocol, um, Rogue Nation, of course, Fallout, it depended on the team. He had his part, but his team also had part, and that's the kind of books that I also enjoy. I like team books. Um, you know, I like team shows, you know, where it shows us, you know, a particular group of people where, you know, you have one person who has a certain, you know, who has maybe the, um, predominant set of skills, but you're, but you also have teammates, um, who bring something to the table that that person can't do. Uh, persons of interest, for instance, you've got, um, John, uh, Jim Caviezel's character, who's the ex um, uh, CIA asset and uh, a great fighter and semi good detective, but on the other side you also have Finch, who's an expert um, computer hacker and knows the AI. You also have um, Fusco and Carter, who are police detectives who can, you know, work within the system and also are real detective, you know, real detectives who are able to figure out clues and put certain things together to aid Reese. And then later on, you've got um, Root, who's a kind of combination of John and Finch in which she's a little bit of a fighter, but more of a hacker. And she's able to kind of go um, you know, out, out on the field where Finch is more or less like at the base or in a car, you know, she's able to go out on the field and help out. And then of course, later, uh, Shaw, who's kind of like a, um, second John, uh, another kind of CIA operative, but she also has like, uh, medical, medical talent. So she's also a kind of, you know, on field medic and, um, Again, personal interest, great show. I've talked about it before, but anyway, getting a little bit off track. Um, Hurling Towards a Home is a really great, uh, you know, certain novel. I've really enjoyed reading it. Um, I'm definitely sorry it took me so long to actually get it done, but it wasn't, of course, a lack of trying or lack of the book. Um, I will just say as a kind of minor, 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 slightly minor um, nitpick note, um, whoever worked, uh, whoever he got as far as working on the, um, what is it? The, um, punctuation marks need to do a little bit better job because they were very, and maybe this is just on the downloaded version, but there were very, there were quite a few times where, uh, because the book deals with, the character Jonathan being alone a lot of the times, only talking to an AI, and 
I'll just say later on in the book, he is actually interacting with other people. There were times where it was difficult to know whether he was talking, thinking, or somebody else was talking to him. So there were times where it was very difficult to see, you know, like it took me maybe a sentence or two to realize, oh, he's still actually talking to this person rather than um, another point where he's actually thinking. Like I said, minor gripe, but I, but in short, just to kind of sum up everything, I enjoyed the book. I enjoyed the message was given, um, the sort of this young man coming into his own um, trying his best to, you know, understand the situation and work people. And I think it gives a really deep understanding into David himself, which I also enjoyed. Um, so getting back into things that I'm going to be doing on this channel, uh, one of the things that I'm also started kind of doing, and you may have seen a, uh, Twitter post here and there, is that I've started doing a little bit of streaming on, uh, Twitch and YouTube. Um, right now I haven't been doing anything major, uh, mainly just been playing, uh, Spyro the Reignited, uh, edition, which came out on the PlayStation 4, as well as, um, I started playing, uh, Burnout Paradise. I know, older game, but, um, I figured, hey, it'll be fun to play. So, I've actually got, um, two episodes actually posted on my YouTube channel, which I've renamed, and you can find it at, um, just the Morningstar Journal. Um, so, or sorry, Morning Star Journal, not the. So it's actually Morning Star Journal, and right now I've only got a couple of episodes, a uh, couple of uh, videos out there right now, and um, hopefully I'll start doing that more often. I want to actually start doing more uh, longer videos, and maybe I'll try to do uh, more Twitch videos, and you'll get interactions. I've definitely got a lot of games that we get into. Also, um, I'm going to start trying to get back into playing some more. Um, I am still working on uh, playing on bass, uh, uh, electric bass guitar. Uh, I've got a jazz bass and I've been um, practicing and taking lessons on for the last few months. And I haven't played too much on the podcast as of late. So we're going to get back into that as well. Um, and I mentioned earlier that unfortunately I, I did listen to one of David's recent podcasts and it does sound like, uh, these allergies cause we actually both live in, uh, North Carolina. And unfortunately if you've been in North Carolina the last couple of weeks, the weather has been, uh, quite insane and, um, it's been kind of cold, warm right now. It's like, it was snowing only a few days ago, and now it is bright and sunny, and I'll probably be turning the um, heat back off. I had it on for a little bit. It's been quite crazy, and of course, a lot of people who are susceptible to allergies, it's hit them even harder, and I think that's what's going on with David right now, which is why um, he mentioned that his podcast, which is normally daily, may be going to weekly soon. Um, but I'm going to be collaborating with him on another series like we did with the Predator. And um, he actually suggested another series, which was apt for not only um, it turns out for and I, I he mentions for more for the 
um, an upcoming movie that's coming out, which understandable, but also I think it ties a lot into his book and he didn't want to say it. Um, uh, cause I think that would give some things away, but, um, I'll kind of give a little, uh, little teaser just to say that, um, I'll definitely want to, I'm definitely going to be doing some, uh, research. I probably will wait to post anything more specific, um, until we actually do it. Um, cause it, it will definitely be interesting cause it's a, a series that we both know. He actually got me onto a certain aspect of it that I didn't really watch when it initially came out but then I saw it I was like okay it's interesting but unfortunately it's one of those um is one of the mini series that ends very abruptly and ends at such a cliffhanger it actually makes no sense in the grand scheme of the series it's not like it leaves in a cliffhanger and you can imagine oh this is how they got out of it for the movies that came out that supposedly take place after. No, this kind of leaves at a point where, like, yeah, I don't know how they could have resolved this to even come close to what we see later on. But um, uh, the only clue of that, will, of that I'll say, is um, remember that um, there's no fate but what we make. And if you know what that's from, then you already know the series, and I don't need to go any further. But this one's going to be a little bit of a shorter one, even though how you can say almost uh, 40 minutes worth of talking is short. But if you listen to my other episodes, you'll kind of know that um, a lot of my episodes have been going around 40, 50 minutes. So, yeah, going around 37 is shorter than normal. But um, this is more or less just to get everything back on track and let everyone who listens know that, um, yes, there was a little bit of a break. But now I'm back and I'm going to be, you know, kind of uh, doing a little bit better job of releasing that content um, once a week like I was doing. But also that you may also find me on um, both YouTube and Twitch. Um, I can uh, best I can say is, you know, uh, if you follow me on Twitter um, at Morningstar Journal, journal spelled J-R-N-L. Everything else is spelled out normal. So at Morningstar Journal, um, you know, you might see a notification that I'm on. And pretty much, um, you know, I'll try to, you know, make a few comments here and there. But mainly I'm just kind of, uh, you know, showing off different games. And right now it's going to be Spyro and Burnouts. Uh, but if there's any suggestions, uh, be happy to look into those. I've got several other games that I want to start playing. I do actually have God of War, but haven't started playing. So I might actually, uh, stream that while I'm playing that new. I know a lot of people have done that before. Uh, but I also, and I haven't played this. Um, I had also borrowed, um, Uncharted from a friend. So I do have Uncharted 4, so I could start playing that one. But we'll see what that goes. Um, if you have any suggestions, by all means, you can send me on Twitter. You can uh, respond to me on the podcast. I mainly go through Anchor. So if you send a voice message to Anchor, that'd be the best way to um, respond back. Um, even though this podcast is available on, as far as I know, it's still available on Apple, Spotify, as well as other places. 
You can also send me an email at to the Morning Star Journal. So T H E and everything else is spelled out. Morning Star Journal at gmail.com. Um, also, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Morning Star Journal. So again, thank you. Thank anyone's listening. I definitely appreciate it. Like I said, I was too focused on. Um, you know, those number thing numbers that were, you know, not the best thing to be worried about. And, um, I'm definitely going to be doing better on that and hopefully bring out, um, more, I said more podcasts, but also I'm going to try to branch out a little bit better with, uh, videos and a little bit more, um, up to date on, um, Instagram and also on my Facebook page. Again, thank you for listening, and I hope everyone has a great week. Peace.